Hello everyone and welcome to Standing Tall Podcast. My name is Andrea Ventura and I'm here to talk about my life experiences as a model, share tips and advices on how you can become one too, discuss news about diversity in the industry, and so much more. Basically, I am here to remind you all to stand tall. Hello and thank you for joining me in another podcast. I have some great news to share. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have already know, but I recently signed with a mother agent. Her name is Kim Alley. I've been looking for one for years, so I am so excited and can't believe the day finally came. So I'm taking advantage of the situation and knowing that so many of you are still trying to figure out what a mother agent is, I decided to interview mine. Kim used to be a model for a few top modeling agencies. She traveled around the world working for brands like Calvin Klein, Victoria's Secret, Chanel, Armani, and many more. She later on became a manager for top modeling agency Elite, and now she's a mother agent and scout. I encourage you to listen carefully to today's episode because the information shared is extremely valuable. Well, welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. This um, is exciting. I love doing this. It's so cool. I'm, I'm so happy to, uh, that you're here. Um, so I was going through your website and I noticed that you study fashion merchandising and I did too. Oh, really? Yeah. I love I, it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Four years. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Yeah, same, same. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I graduated in 2017. Yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you went you went uh you went to school in uh Richmond, Virginia? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Richmond um on the uh, south side of Richmond, um Monacan High School. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went to uh, Stevens University. It's a small oh. private school in Maryland. Yeah, for some reason we had fashion merchandising in high school. I'm not sure why. That's very interesting. In yeah, yeah, yeah. in high school, so yeah. and you got the degree. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's weird because the girl who was teaching it, um, her name is Libby. Well, at the time it was Libby Rodolfi, and she ended up opening a big store here in Richmond. And she taught fashion merchandising for a while, and then she opened up a store. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Well, so uh, something that I had no idea, and it's very interesting to learn about you, is that you used to be a model. Yes. Yes, for 13 years. Modeled all over the world. Oh, where did I not go? I think India and Egypt were the only place I haven't been. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, I mean, can you tell us more about your journey as a model? Like, how did you start? Who were you signed with? Who you work with and all that stuff? Yeah. So I um, started out in Richmond, Virginia. A scout from Ford found me. And I went up to Ford and I stayed in their home and started building up my book, which was really fun staying in Ford's home, Eileen Ford. That's crazy. If anybody yeah, just, know, yeah, I mean, I people don't know Eileen Ford founded for models. So yes. you were like with the elites. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, and then there were so many um, models that stayed in the apartment and at night we'd sneak out. It was really fun. <laughs> really? <laughs> we, had, we had a good time. And um, 
so I started modeling with Ford and um, started building up my book in the summertime mm-hmm. because I was still in high school. And then when I finished high school, the first place I went to was to Spain and Barcelona mm-hmm. and modeled there for a while. And so that was my first experience ever being away from home, which was a very difficult experience because you know, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, small town. I feel like Richmond's kind of small. Yeah. And then go away to some other place that you don't even speak the language. I mean, of course, I studied a little Spanish in school, but I mean, I had no idea how to even order anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. different back then. Yeah. And you were just like, what, like 18, maybe? 17? Yeah, 17, 18. Yeah, it was still, you know, that's pretty young, I think, yeah. to travel on your own. Um, and I got, you know, and I got really nervous about traveling then. And so I um, came back home and I, you know, I did a lot with Ford. I went to Japan and in Los Angeles and um, I worked a lot for, you know, um, Evian, Benetton, Lancome, um, Elle magazine. Then I did a lot of magazines um, in Paris, like French Vogue and French Bazaar, um, did some covers, you know, I mean, I, I had a pretty good career uh, traveling throughout and went to Germany, make good money in Germany and um, Paris. When did you start it? When did you start it? Sorry. When did you start it uh, making money from modeling? Because, you know, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. it Well, for me, it did take a while. You know, I was really building up my book. It took, I guess, probably two years. And then I started making money. In the beginning, I borrowed money um, from my bank, from a bank, um, mm-hmm. just to start to build up my portfolio. Because at that time, most agencies didn't advance you the money like mm-hmm. they do now. So now they kind of advance you. But back then, they didn't. So I guess I took out about $2,000 to invest in my testing up in New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, it's it's so, it's really good f- for, I feel like whoever's listening to a podcast to also listen to that part, because a lot of times when you hear about models like experiences and you hear like, oh, I traveled to Spain and I traveled to Paris, you think like, oh my God, this model is making all this money. But in reality, you're investing in your career first for like a while and then you right. start making money. Well, and, and I felt like, you know, when I went away to Paris for the first time, um, I started work for French Vogue pretty pretty quickly. Now, if you're working for any kind of magazine, you're making about $150 a day. So, you, you know, back then, I mean, that was nothing really. Yeah. So the agency actually invested a lot of money um, in Paris for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they paid upfront money. But, you know, then I started to get a lot of tear sheets. And then once I got all the tear sheets from Europe, then I came back to the States and worked a lot more. So yeah, it does. It, t- it takes a while to build up the, the book. Some people work right away, but then some, mm-hmm. it just takes, I mean, it took me, uh, you know, at least two or three years to start making money. And then I was able to support myself with no problem and save a little money. And, um, you know, and then I got tired of modeling. <laughs> I got tired of people touching me. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, I get people into modeling, but I don't see it as really glamorous. I, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's so glamorous. You know, I like traveling. That was the best part. You get to travel to really beautiful places, beaches. And I did a lot of bathing suit stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. So you get to travel great places. But, um, you know, after a while, it's like somebody just keep doing your makeup and touching you. It's like, ah, 
okay that's enough <laughs> yeah i mean i guess after 13 years of doing it i guess you know you might get to that point mm-hmm. um but yeah and i and i think you said uh that one of like the best runway shows that you did was for chanel Yes, I did that in New York um, when I was with Ford. I did Chanel. And that was super exciting for me because, I mean, she's very famous now, but was very famous back in when I was modeling. So it was a big, big show. And then I did shows in Japan. So, but I'm not like 5'10", you know, and they, most girls are much taller. So I'm about five, eight and a half, five nine, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm stretching it. <laughs> so I didn't get to do too many shows. Okay. More print than anything. Uh-huh. But still, I mean, you, you obviously did a lot, so it, yeah. it's amazing. So after 13 years of, you know, traveling and doing like amazing, amazing things that so many of us want to do like one day, um, you decided to quit. And um, what did you do after that? Like, what was your next step? Well, um, I, during the modeling part, I always helped girls with their portfolios, putting them together, picking out pictures. Um, I always felt like I was kind of an agent even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I preferred actually to help the girls actually go on castings and go to work. Um, I really uh-huh. loved helping the girls. So that's kind of how I got into it. I was living in Los Angeles and working pretty pretty well there. But as I said, I, I really got tired of people touching me all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I asked my agent back then if I could work at the agency some. So I started working part-time at the agency and she noticed that I could really, you know, I had a good eye and that I could pick out pictures really well and that um, I was really good with the models. Mm-hmm. Which agency was this one? Was it still Ford or was it another one? No, this was um, LA Models okay. in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ford had an agency out there then at that time. But um, but just, so, just to go back for like one second, um, yeah. you were with, uh, you were not just with Ford, you were with uh, a few others too? Yeah, so um, when I spent most of the time with Ford, that was my main agency. But when I went away to Japan and then came back, I was with Ford in Japan. But then when I came back, I switched and went to Elite. Someone someone told me that I should go with Elite, mm-hmm. so I did that, and okay. um, and so I worked with Elite okay. also. So okay. Okay, right. and then now, yeah, so going back to LA, uh-huh. I know it's, I traveled a lot. It's, Amazing. it's a funny story, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was in the plane a lot. Like I feel really relaxed in a plane. Nice. <laughs> like I can get to sleep in a plane. That's really <laughs> good. Second For someone who travels yeah. a lot, that's really good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so in the agency, um, she asked me to just come and help out. So that's what I did. And mm-hmm. Started, started working in the agency and then I moved back to New York and Virginia, helped start an agency here in Virginia. Then mm-hmm. I moved to New York and I worked at uh, Paris USA is not around anymore, but Doug Ash and Louise Roberts were big in the business, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't work anymore. But um, they had an agency called Paris USA and I helped start with that. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of famous you know, agents there. And then I worked at um, APM Models, which I helped start APM Models in New York, which was really fun to start an agency. It was crazy, though. It was very difficult in New York, starting uh-huh. an agency. <laughs> How long ago was that? Because I know about APM Models. Yeah, and they've been around for a while now. Let's see. It was probably 20 years ago. I don't know. I oh, wow. That's a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So about 20 years ago. They've been around 
long time. Okay. So when I first started, you know, that was the first part of APN. It used to be A plus models. Mm -hmm. Her mom started the agency and then she decided to do a fashion part. And then we called that APN models. Okay. So, um, and then I got a job offer with Elite and and I had modeled with Elite, so I already knew a whole bunch of people there. So I started to be an, um, a manager there, which nice. was really exciting because <laughs> on both sides, you yeah, know. Uh-huh. And I knew some of the models that were already there that were still modeling. Uh-huh. Nice. So that was pretty That's fun. awesome. Yeah. And then after that, um, I worked at a place called Brian Bantry, which is still happening. And he's super. And they represent hair and makeup artists and stylists. And I represented the stylist. And I don't know if you know who Patrick Demarchelier is. I'm mm. not sure. Yeah, he's he's pretty famous photographer. Okay. And um, Russell James. Do you know who Russell James is? No, Victoria's Did... Secret. He's oh, okay, okay. <laughs> to be honest, uh, to be honest, I don't know that many famous yeah, uh, photographers. photographers as I know the models. Um, yeah, yeah, you're more but, about the models. So uh, yeah. I think Avalon. Yes, yes, yeah, okay. Richard Avedon. Okay, yeah. Avedon. Okay, yeah. so so I, I I know I know that name. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> um, so and they represented them. So I would do Patrick's book, which is amazing. I mean, he, he shot people like um, Princess Di and Madonna, and you know the list goes on and on and on. He's shot a lot of uh, covers. Mm-hmm. So I worked there for about five years, and then I moved back t- to Richmond. Um, and I've been doing placement and scouting for the last, I don't know, 11 years, 12 years, long time. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't keep all the dates straight, but it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, in general, how, um, how, how long have you been in the industry? Like in total with like modeling and a- being an agent and scouting over 30 years. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> no, no. Well, you yeah, look but, amazing. You look amazing. Okay. So, but I, I really love it. You know, I mean, if you if you love a business and you you know, and I think I'm good at what I do. <laughs> you just, I mean, I know I've tried to change to another career, but I just don't even know what else I could do. So I haven't done anything else. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think that's really cool what you're doing. So, I I support. Um, okay, so. Now that you are a mother agent and a mm-hmm. scout, and that's what you dedicate your life to in terms of like uh, your career, professional career, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that that term like mother agent is not as popular as as it should be. I think in the industry, I, when I started modeling, I had no idea what a mother agent was, what they did, what was the purpose. Like I was very like confused. So um, could you explain to us? what it is and why is it important for a model to have one? Um, so a mother agent and I'll um, just in a short version of it. <laughs> I'll try to do the short version of it. I mean, you can do the long um, version because this is a podcast. So <laughs> I, 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 I think the more details, the better, to be honest. So feel free yeah. to do the long, the long part. So a mother agent, I place and help develop models to get into the industry and mainly what I do now, I don't, I can't speak for other mother agents, but what mainly what I focus in on is the bigger agencies. So we're talking about elite, um, IMG, Ford, Wilhelmina, the lions, the society, women, all those, and there's and New York models, there's tons, you know, but, yeah. um, 
the major 15 of them that do really well, those are who I focus on. I try to find, and I'm an independent scout too. So the mother agent is an independent scout, hopefully. You know, they may work for one agency, you never know. But um, there's one mother agent that I know that works just for Next. Mm -hmm. And then there's, you know, could be, they could just work for one agency. But I like to work with all the top agencies in New York. So that's my main goal is to find models to place with them and Mm -hmm. also to develop them. And then the other part that I do is I help with contracts. I help to place them. I help to find the right agency for them. I help to guide them in their career. And let's say if, you know, one of the examples is if I have a model that's in Paris, that's not happy about working with just one client, I can go to the agency and I can say, Hey, she's not, you know, she, she's really not happy just working with one client. You know, what is our big goal here? What, how can we help her to feel better about what she's doing and maybe, you know, change clients or see if she can get another kind of client. So I can help in that way too. So I'm a, I'm a, like a, so if you're selling real estate, you know, you, you have a broker and mm-hmm. that's kind of what I do. I'm the in-between person. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I make my money is that if let's just say that if I place you with an agency and the agency, you work a job and you make a hundred dollars and the agencies always take out 20% of that. So you would get $80 and the agency gives me 10%. Mm -hmm. So it really, it never comes out of the, um, the model, the model's money. Yeah. It always comes out of the agency's money. So it's kind of a win-win situation. I mean, you never have to pay the mother agents. Mm -hmm. They just help you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In hopes, in hopes that you work because I've placed a lot of girls with agencies Mm -hmm. and then they decide that they'd rather get married or go back to school or, you know, so, and I can spend hours and hours and hours helping a girl and then they just decide they don't want to do it anymore. So I only make money if the model makes money. So I hope to get them with an agency that eventually they're going to make money and mm-hmm. do well. Yeah. Nice. So I'll make a percentage. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes I get a scouting fee too. So it just depends on the agency. Okay. Um, so you say that um, you help develop them. For mm-hmm. somebody, again, who doesn't know what that means, uh, what does that mean? That means uh, you help them get test shoots to build a portfolio. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I help them, you know, like someone like you, you already have tons of pictures. <laughs> you don't really need any. I mean, you can have more pictures. You can always yeah, have yeah. more pictures. Mm-hmm. But but usually when I have somebody who's, I'll say green, you know, mm-hmm. they've never done any shoots. And they, those are really fun to have a first model. Uh-huh. So I'll probably do a photo shoot with a photographer that I really know and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two photographers in here in Virginia that I work with that I think are fantastic. And the agencies really like their pictures. And that's, I think that's important for me that the yeah. agencies like them too. So I get my brand new models to do tests with, um, and we kind of do maybe a workshop or something like that. And then I teach them how to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach them how to move in front of the camera. And that's so fun, you know, get in front of the camera. I'm like, okay, well, move your head a little bit this way and, you know, no smiling. This is high fashion. You know, we, we, we go down the hole and I kind of teach them how to be a model, yeah. basically. How uh-huh. to, so the development is them learning how to be a model. That's amazing. I love it. Mm. Oh, 
thanks. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I really love it. It's just fun to teach mm-hmm. and to help, you know, new people. Yeah. So it, it's awesome because I feel like a lot of uh, aspiring models, they are maybe they feel like they um, can't start yet because they don't have the experience. And it's really nice that mother agents take the time to develop, you know, new new faces, new people. Yeah. Um, and also, well, that's what I do. I don't know what other, <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, how you do. I mean, I, yeah, I have one girlfriend, um, Karen Lee, she actually does the same. So I know that she does the same. So uh-huh. I have a few friends that are also scouts, mother agents like me. So we kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but it, it's really nice because I get like a lot of like messages from girls saying like, oh, I wanted to join an agency, but they had a mandatory, um, class modeling class that I had to get and pay for um I I don't I don't I I mean who who are first of all who is teaching mm -hmm. the classes that I mean is it somebody who has the experience that they've you know been a model or Mm -hmm. have been up to New York been to Paris been to you know if if somebody's teaching it like that then yes but if somebody is never really modeled around the world yeah and they're teaching a class I don't know what do they know yeah I don't mean to be mean, but I'm just saying. No, it's true. I so mean, you're paying I, a lot of money for for what? Yeah, for what? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I always wonder about that when people say, "Oh, why well, I paid, you know, this amount of money for this class," and I'm like, "Well, what did did they teach you? What you need to know for 2020? I mean, mm-hmm. did they teach you, you know, everything you need to know?" And and you took our you took our workshop and I, and I think that what we're teaching now in our, our workshop for model secrets is what you need to know. Not, it's yeah. just not halfway. It's, it's really what you need to know. Yeah, like yeah. the d- digitals and, and if you don't want a mother agency, then you have to know how to sh- shoot those digitals to make mm-hmm. them look good. I mean, you yeah. don't want to. Yeah, know. no, I, 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 I agree. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, whenever I hear that, like, especially when it says like, it's mandatory to do the, to pay for the modeling class, to be able to join the agency. That's when I think that's like a little fishy, like it's, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Like if an agency wants you, they'll help you develop you because their business is in getting you jobs. And that's when they make money after you book the jobs. Well, and some people make money off off of doing the pictures so yeah yeah I guess or doing the classes you know Mm -hmm. like that I guess that's how they I don't know yeah but um yeah but I I think like if you do pay for like a modeling class it should be someone who obviously has experience like for example you with model secrets um and also like there's um Coco Rocha she teaches a a posing class it's really really good I took it to Oh, you did? Um, yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wasn't it good? It was really, I mean, really good. Katia was showing me some of the you know, things that she did, and I was like, wow. This yeah. is, I mean, she's, well, she's, that's who you should take classes from. Exactly. <laughs> money taken from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coco is a supermodel, and yeah. she uh, teaches, like, how to pose in front of the camera. She teaches, like, things that I, I feel like I haven't learned anywhere else. I've never taken a modeling class. That was my first time taking one. Mm-hmm. And I, I really learned, you know, a lot. So if you want to take a modeling class, I feel like that one is a really good one to take. And then if you want to learn, you know, she also she also answers questions about the industry. But oh. uh, yeah, but um, yeah, if you want to know, 
I think you guys covered more about like everything that entails <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, and like I think with uh, Coco, it was more like uh, a Q and A. So yeah. depending what questions people were asking her, depends what information she was giving. Um, right. So obviously, it's good to have good questions to have you know good answers. But yeah. both both workshops are are amazing. So I recommend both of them. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I f- I feel like we really you know even if you don't want a mother agent, I really do feel like we covered everything to even get people started in the business. Yeah. I, and um, I, 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 yeah, I, I just think it was great information. Like if I was a new model and had absolutely no idea how everything worked, I think like in the past, if I were taking your workshop, it would like really help me understand what it meant to be a model. Cause in my, you think mind, it was too much? No, no. I mean, I think, I think it's a lot of information to digest, no. but just because, <laughs> But just because it's because it's a very, you know, complex job. Like it it's not like, oh, you're a pretty face getting in front of the camera and you get paid. Like it it doesn't work that way. You have to work on many areas of your life and you have to, you know, apply to agencies. You have to take like it's so complicated that I think I think you cover everything in the best way that you could. Um, yeah. for the time that you had, I, I think it's just a great start. And maybe, I don't know, maybe in the future, if you make more workshops, maybe you can make them like, um, like niche workshops, like yeah. this workshop just covers this part. You well, know? we, we just um, came up with a one hour, you know, five steps, how to get signed to an agency. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like what that. we did. That's mm-hmm. our new one. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I, I have a discount code. So yes. <laughs> if anybody wants to join the next workshop, if you use Andrea 25, you can get $25 off. Um, and like I said, you know, it's, it's a great, great information. And as you've heard, Kim has so much experience in the modeling world from both the model side and the agent side. So I, I trust her. I trust you guys with her <laughs> in learning what you need to know. Um, but yeah, um, so basically like, as you've stated, like model agents don't charge any fees. You only make money if the model ends up getting placed and then ends up booking work, you make 10% of the agent's fees. Model doesn't lose anything. No, the model doesn't lose anything. That's why I'm always like, well, it's kind of better to have somebody. It's like having a second mom. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I feel about most of my girls, you know, that I'm like their second moms. <laughs> so how can yeah. I, I mean, I'm older than every, I mean, I could be everybody's mom. <laughs> so so it's like, how do I protect them and keep them yeah. safe and do the best job I can for them so they'll be happy to make money and then mm-hmm. eventually I'll make money. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I and honestly, I do think that maybe a mother agent is not like 100% necessary to like develop your career and get where you want to get. But I do think it's very, very helpful, uh, not only because, you know, you help models, you know, get placed where they want to get placed and um, you help them grow their career, but also because you, like you said, you protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that can happen that can go wrong in a model's career and it's really nice that someone with a level of authority authority in the industry yeah yeah. (laughs) the industry um can help you you know because i've you know i've heard so many stories of models that they were in uh, very really bad situations and they felt that their agents from their agency couldn't help them 
And uh, I think that that wouldn't be the case if you had a mother agent and no. you and you were like, hey, this and this happened, like, help me, you know, and yeah, you yeah. will be able to step in and help them. So I, I think like, like I said, it's not like 100% needed mm -hmm. like it's not like uh, make it or break it but if you want to like have someone to look over you um i think a mother agent is like yeah. a great thing i mean i've had girls call me you know in the middle of a shoot and say this photographer wants me to do a topless thing and i don't feel comfortable with that and i'm like okay put them on the phone Amazing. i mean that i mean that really helps i think so they <laughs> don't have to be in an awkward situation themselves they can yeah. say you know, here, here. And then I got on the phone and I'm like, Hey, look, she's not doing topless. So just forget about that. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, I didn't, nobody needed to argue or uh -huh. there was no conflict between the model and the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, I, I love that because if you're 17 and you're alone in a set and you don't, you don't know anyone and mm -hmm. you're, you are putting this uncomfortable situation That's why it's so easy to um, comply because everyone is older than you. You feel like they have authority over you. And if you don't feel comfortable and you have a mother agent, you can just, you know, call her, text her and be like, hey, help me out. Yeah. And I always encourage all, you know, that's a good point. I always encourage all my anybody who's under 18. And if they're not, even if they're older, mm -hmm. that they have a parent or some a guardian with them at all times. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to sit right on the set. But that means that you are nearby. And yeah. I, I, I totally and I've actually gone myself, you know, as a mother agent, I've gone and sat with my models that are Aww. underage, you know, to go with them because yeah, that's so nice. extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I always Same thing I always recommend if you're starting out, like if you're under 18, most importantly, but even if you're older to yeah. bring, yeah, to bring your parent or your friend or somebody. And yeah. if, the, if the photographer says like, oh, if you bring somebody, I'm not going to shoot you. Then don't, then shoot, don't shoot with yeah, them. Yeah, because that's a red flag. That's a huge red yeah. flag. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah always I mean, bring someone Always with parents or guardians can always just stand right outside wherever they are. You know, I, I, I would never see there would be a problem unless there's a a mom or somebody who's standing right there while they're shooting and trying to direct them. That's not a good idea. Yeah. But. Yeah. Just, just be standby. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's always, it's always good. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that it's, you know, finding a mother agent is not as easy as finding um, like regular agencies. Yeah. Um, so what I recommend models to do is that if they have a model that they look up to, that they go to their Instagram profile and they look in their bio. Usually the, mo the, the models have their mother agent tagged in their bio. It says MA, mother agent or management. Yeah. And uh, that's like the easiest way to find um, someone who is legit in terms of like mother agent. Mm -hmm. um, so once a model has found uh, a mother agent that they want to apply to, reach out to, Um, and if they said they're writing an email, how they should write it, like what should they include, um, anything that they should say, not say, um, how, how, how would you consider a model if they reach out to you? Um, well, normally what they do and, um, the best way to sort of get my attention is to send the digitals mm -hmm. and then you put all your stats, which is your bust. I'm mean, talking about girls, by yeah. the way, mm -hmm. um, bust waist hips. Shoe size, hair color, eye color, um, how tall you are. Um, it's good to put the weight, where you're from, 
I get a lot that are from out of the country, which mm -hmm. is pretty amazing because um, that makes a difference in visas and who can come, who can't come to them, you know, America. And yeah. now it's totally different, of course. But um, so you want to and you want to have digitals against a white background, very simple, have a friend take them, no makeup, wearing something that's form fitting. You can wear a bathing suit or not. I just had somebody ask me this. Should, do I have to wear a two piece bathing suit? Of course not. You can wear whatever that looks good on you that is form fitting so they can see what your body looks like mm -hmm. but you don't have to no mm -hmm. no you don't have to I mean most agencies up in New York do ask for a two-piece bathing suit because they really want to see what you look like okay okay <laughs> um but you don't have to no mm -hmm. um and then you you send that and you know please be patient because I I get a lot of emails Okay. And a lot of people asking, and I, I don't always um, reply. I don't always email back, oh. which I should. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just saying I don't always. I yeah. would. I try to. I, I try to do my best to e email everybody back and just say, "What? Yes, I totally love to meet with you," or "No, you're not right for me." And and people don't really understand. They are like, "Well, why am I not right for you?" Well, yeah. because I have a certain. And you know, it's true. It's true because I have a certain type that. Um, yeah. Because I work with certain agencies, uh -huh. so I have a certain type that I, I try to... Um, to go for. Yeah, I try to go for. Yeah. It's... Uh, I I mean, I understand from, like, the model side when you're, like, yes. applying to an agency and then you get the email saying, like, sorry, but we don't think you're right fit for the agency. Um, right. Um, and then you want to know why. Of course yeah, you do. Yeah, you want to know. I mean, I, I usually never ask. I don't think I ever ask. Maybe I ask maybe like one time, but I, yeah. I feel I like. I think that's a good one not to ask because if they say you're not right, then you're not right. I mean, you uh -huh. did, then move on. Go to another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I usually just take it as like, okay, you already told me no, then like moving yeah. on to the next one. But yeah. I, I, I understand why someone would ask. But I guess it's a good mm -hmm. thing that you, you're mentioning yeah. that. Um, so any models that get that, you know, response that you shouldn't, shouldn't ask why and you just move on to next <laughs> move on move on to somebody else that will take you yeah um so you were saying that you sometimes get messages from girls that are out of the country um mm -hmm. so do so you represent anybody basically anybody in, in, in any part of the world or do you mostly just take people from the u.s like how, how mostly people from the u.s i mean if i find somebody who's fantastic that is outside of the um the U.S., then I will refer one of the agencies to, um, I'll say, hey, to the scouts, hey, I think this person is really great. You might want to try to contact them. Mm -hmm. So I basically give to one of the big agencies, I give them the information. Uh-huh. But you don't, you don't actually, like, take them? No. Mm -mm. Okay. No, I just refer them because I don't want to have to deal with all the visas. And I mean, I could, but I just rather not. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's a lot. It's very complicated. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I get a lot of messages from girls saying like, "Oh, I live in like Croatia, and like th there are very few agencies. Like they don't take my height or things like that. Can I try in the U.S.?" And I always tell them like, "Yeah, you can totally try, but the smaller the agency, the less likely." that they'll take you just because the process of the visas is so complicated. It's so uh, complicated. Yeah. So that's why usually like if you're a smaller agency, you're not going to want to handle like all of that. And maybe the big ones will, but it's really hard to get to the big ones. So yeah. it's a very well, complicated Well, the best situation. idea is probably to find wherever they're living, maybe mm -hmm. try to find an agency in that area. Yeah. And start there. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. 
But I, I do know there are some other agents that do take models from like anywhere in the world. Mm. So, uh, for example, there's a, a I can't remember what's her name, but on Instagram is I think it's London London Model Scout. Oh, um, and she's based in London, and I know that she takes like for example the Aliana King, like a petite model that I'm constantly oh, yeah, telling yeah, you about. Yeah. <laughs> she's originally from the Bermudas. So she found her on Instagram and she signed her and then she helped her get placed in like all the other agencies are like in the US and in Europe. Um, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of the the model mother agents that I know that take like international models. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, general, you should always try and the worst that can happen is that you get told no. Right. And then you try somewhere else. Right. I mean, I definitely have placed girls in other countries, but I, I feel like, you know, I kind of start, start out in America. It's a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, easy. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I've been in the U S for, um, t when did it almost 10 years. Mm. And for me, my family has been such a complicated and long process to get our papers. So right. I understand why an agency, especially like a small one wouldn't, when I get involved in all of that is because it's just like, it's just a lot and it's very expensive too. Right. Right. Yeah. I just connected with someone who is in London um, through a friend that's in Virginia. So it's so funny because they're like, Oh, we can play, you know, start placing a lot of the models with the London agency too. So uh -huh. I'm excited about that new relationship. That's oh, kind that's of awesome. Opening. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about it. So um, since you have, 30-ish years of experience in the industry. How have you seen um, the change in terms of diversity? Have you seen a not no noticeable change in terms of like, you know, skin color and height and size and uh, the type of models that get signed, all that stuff? So it's so interesting because one um, of my, I don't, one of the Fords um, when I was modeling thought that I had a very, very different look. That's what they would always tell me. Really? <laughs> like you, yeah, I know, right? I mean, I don't at all. But, you know, this is the time of you think about Christy Brinkley and yeah. Elle McPherson. You know, they're mm -hmm. all American look. And so uh, a lot of times they would, when I was with Ford, they would say to me, we don't, we're not sure, like, because you look so different. That's <laughs> Which is so strange. Crazy. <laughs> You look so strange. You look very French. That that was so. We're going to send you to France. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I would go to France to, and and people would automatically think I was French when I was there. But um, so now, I mean, it, it's crazy to think because I think I look so all American now. But uh -huh. um, so that's a big difference. And now um, I am so happy and so grateful that we have all shapes and different sizes and different, you know, it's everybody, it's everybody in the in industry now. And I'm so grateful about that because before when it was, when I was modeling, it was just, you know, the blonde hair and the light skin. And, you know, it was like, oh, it's boring to me. It was boring. Mm -hmm. And now it's like exciting and it's like a beautiful flowers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I just, I just love that we're doing all shapes and sizes and I mean, you look at a Target um, catalog or, you know, online or something and you just see everybody. 
Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> I know, seeing I love it. the curvy models and the petite models mm -hmm. and uh, just like different skin colors and different yeah. ethnicities. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because I, I, I was reading this book uh, from Nigel Barker. Um, mm. you, it, what's the name of the book? Ugh, I can't remember. But it was just like kind of like a history book. It would talk about like like top models in the industry from like the very beginning until like around now. The book I think was published around 2008, I think. Is he a uh, photographer, right? Yes. He mm -hmm. he was one of the photographers that uh Tyra Banks used for America's yes. Next Top Model. Yeah. Him. Yes. Okay, yes. Um and I read for example so many like crazy stories like for example there was this Asian model that they didn't want to work with her just because she was Asian. Asian, yeah. Because she was so different. Yes. And everybody was like, you know, white. Yes. So it was so hard for her. Like I think I think she she uh she did a photo shoot and I think they wanted to publish it like in a magazine and they were like, We're not gonna publish it because she's Asian. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And so going from there or being yeah. or like, people told you that you were like very different looking <laughs> it's crazy isn't it and you look at me I'm like not um you know and one of the jobs that I did was with American L and I'll never forget it because that was um I mean it was very diverse and also Benetton I did Benetton mm -hmm. and so that was diverse too at that time that was huge I mean that was really different and I loved it it was great Because, you know, we had every ethnicity beside me, in front of me, and, oh, it was, you know, really good shoots. Both of those were great. Um, and now it's just, I think it's just normal, um, you know, that yeah. when I see a girl, it, I don't even look, you know, it's like just if they have a cool look, that's that's what I want. Yeah. I don't care what their ethnicity is uh -huh. at all. Um, and you say that because you were not like 5'10", Like back mm -hmm. then when you were modeling, you were like five, eight and a half, five, nine, that you mm -hmm. couldn't do as many uh, runway shows. So were you yeah. called too short at the time? Um, or or were, you, were you told like, oh. No, I think that five, nine was a normal height back then. Now it's more five, ten, five, eleven, six feet. Really? Like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Most of the agencies want girls that are five, ten. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, there's always exceptions. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I, I just talked to one agent um, yesterday and I said, I have, I was talking about you. <laughs> and I said, I had this beautiful new girl and she is not 5'8, she's not 5'9, um, but she's amazing, great personality, you know, and I described everything about you. And they, they were saying that women 360, which I didn't even know, women 360 is taking uh, petite girls. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. So anyway, so that's was the scout from that. Uh -huh. That's who I was talking to yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> so we were talking about you yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it, I, you know, a lot of times when I when I talk about like you know the industry is changing and you know we're going in the right direction, you know, obviously I get comments from people like seeing the glass half empty instead of like half full, and they're mm -hmm. like. Oh, it's not really changing. But when you hear stories about how it was back then and how it is now, like we have it way better now. Oh yeah, it's totally changed and totally changed. I mean, and also you know on Instagram, like if you have a certain amount of followers, you can usually get signed with an agency. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's what the clients want to see is how many followers do you have? So it doesn't even matter about height or look or almost. it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like if you have a million followers, okay, we'll take you. So, I yeah. mean, the influencers are, are the, one of the big models now. Mm-hmm. That you is know. true. That is true. Yeah. Um, so what would you tell a model that, you know, aspiring model that wants to start, you know, getting signed to agencies and booking work and all that stuff, what would you tell them if they were afraid of getting rejected from someone who was a model and who was an agent and who's now a model agent? What would you tell them? Well, I think that getting rejected is just part of the business. So Mm -hmm. if you can't handle getting rejected, then you shouldn't be in the business at all because, you think about all the appointments and castings and auditions, same thing, but, you know, all together, talking about commercial and print and runway, and you go on all those castings, and if you're going to get rejected left and right, I mean, when, you, when you're with Ford and they'll give you eight castings to go on in a day's time, how many jobs do you think you're going to get from that casting? So it's just a normal, normal part of the business is rejection. Yeah. So if you go with an agency, you're trying to get with an agency, and you don't get with them, then move on, go to the next one. I mean, you know, perfect example, Kate Moss. I mean, how many agencies did she go to until they took her? Mm-hmm. Many, many, many. So you just have to keep being persistent um, in the business and just, you know, like I said, if you do not, if you're not okay with getting rejected, then you're the this business is probably not right for you yeah you have and, to get used to it and sometimes it's hard I mean you have yeah. to build up a little bit of I mean it is you know being honest no it's true know, it hurts it hurts it hurts it hurts and you know when you're when you're also a model they comment on everything about you your mm-hmm. your face your eyes your you know your hips your and you have to get used to that too you have to have kind of like a little thick skin to be in the business I think yeah no it's true I mean I I would assume with the amount of jobs that you did and all the amazing things that you did, the proportion of rejection that you also received was also pretty big. Big. Very big. Yep. Yeah. When you go to, you know, you go to auditions, say like, I mean, I never forget going to so many commercial auditions and, Mm -hmm. you know, they would be like, you, you keep moving your eyebrows or you know, stop moving your eyebrows all the time. It's like just, you know, that's just who I am. And that's how you move your eyebrows. That's how, you know, that's just how I am. So I can't help who I am. Yeah. And so that's not what they wanted. They wanted someone who didn't move their eyebrows. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, or maybe they wanted someone who was blonde or, you know, just, yeah. So just, you just never know. And, and you hope that, um, you know, you hope that you get a job and you just do your best and have, show your, great personality and I think personality makes a big difference too in the modeling industry if you have a good personality people want to work with you again Mm -hmm. yeah I uh I think that's really important in 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 the industry like you can I I, I've heard it uh, I think it was uh, in Coco Russia's like model camp Mm -hmm. she was saying how like maybe if uh let's say you were like something about your physical appearance was not like right exactly where where like their look that they're going for but then they noticed that their personality was great then that outweighs like 
whatever it was that they didn't meet and then they decide to take that model because her personality is so good right. so sometimes maybe maybe you're not might be tall enough or like slim enough but you have a great mm -hmm. personality then that can help you Right. And you think about it. So like if you're doing a job, like I'll just, one of my examples is I was in San Diego for a week doing catalog work. Mm -hmm. um, you're there with them for a week. Yeah. So they have to know, like you. They don't want someone who has a bad personality or who's not speaking or not talking to them. They want someone, you know, that they can relate to and talk with and have a conversation with and, yeah. and enjoy being with them. That makes a big difference. I mean, Uh, you know, a week's a long time to every single day, all day long to spend with people. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 for sure. Makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for being on the podcast. I appreciate all of your amazing information. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to leave in the description box uh, your Instagram and uh, Model Secrets online um, information if anybody wants to join the workshop. Yeah. Um, and my website, it's really easy. It's just Kim Alley. Okay. I'm going to, just in case, <laughs> I'm going to put it. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the description box as well if anybody wants yeah. to get in contact with you. Yep. Great. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Okay. Bye. Bye.